0: Sports, 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 sports. So they just sit there and talk about sports? You're damn right we do. And a lot of other stuff, too. Let's do this. It's Tuesday on The Blitz.
1: Diabolical. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, this is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5.
0: Here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. Welcome to a Tuesday edition of what many call the greatest show in the history of the known universe. Alongside Fred Fowler, the Falcon, and Aaron Raybould, the Voldemort, I am not A.J. Hoffman. He's out today. He's out on vacation all week. I am Brad Kellner, the Jewish one. We might need to work on that nickname. 713-780-ESPN is the number. 713-780-3776. You can also get us on the Blitz Facebook page. Send us a message. Aaron will read it if he likes it. At least that's what I've been told. There's Twitter. Fred is at Fred Fauer, F-A-O-U-R, at Aaron is Blitzed. I'm at Brad Kellner with two L's, at Degenerates97.5 and at ESPN97.5. And, of course, you can watch us live on Twitch, twitch.tv slash ESPN97.5. Fred, how are you doing today, man?
2: I am doing fantastic, and... Uh... We're mixing it up a little bit. We're going to let uh, Brad play the role of me, and I'm going to play the role of AJ, so uh, let me get it all out of the way right now. Belch, uh, Carbock, uh <laughs> if you don't agree with me on everything, you're an idiot. Steph Curry's the greatest thing ever, and all Houston teams suck.
0: It's beautifully done.
2: There we go. We're good. Is that going to be on his <laughs> headstone? Uh, well, well, hopefully he's not going to die for a while. I uh, hope so. And I'll, I'll
0: be long gone by then, so it won't matter.
3: He keeps doing backflips into rivers and <laughs> stuff. He is going to, though. <laughs> Acting like he's twenty again.
0: Are you guys going to have a funeral for AJ when he leaves Houston?
2: Uh, we we will play Dust in the Wind for him. Okay, definitely. But uh yeah, so we just thought we'd mix it up a little bit today, and uh, looking forward to a fun show. Had fun yesterday. We're gonna make you drink Malort today, mm. which yeah. Uh, you know, see, it, it this is kind of a rite of passage, and if you're going to uh, if you're gonna hang around, you're gonna need to do this. So uh we're gonna do that and then just a couple of uh, programming notes brad filling in today uh tomorrow brad uh john Wessling will be filling in who's a very funny man who worked here way back in the day and he and i have done a lot of stuff together and we've never done an actual show so uh looking forward to that and then thursday we have a surprise for the people so uh you know it's gonna be a good week i think people are gonna Saying, you know what, maybe AJ should just stay on the river.
0: <laughs> I was pleasantly surprised to find out that this bottle of Malort was glass and not plastic. So, uh, thank you guys <laughs> for at least that luxury.
2: Yeah, well, we didn't stick you with the tobacco vodka or mm-hmm. any of the pickle crap. So, uh, we'll just, uh, at 5 o'clock, we're going we're gonna to see what you think of the Malort. Awesome.
3: Looks yeah, like- every time the one specs that has it in town that I go to get it, it's always a new employee who goes, Yeah, what are you looking for? And I go, Oh, oh this is the bottle right here. It's called Malort. And they go, Wait, what is that? What kind of liquor is that? And I said, it's a kind of liquor you make somebody drink if you want to ruin their day. Mm.
0: Well, I'm looking forward to that at 5 o'clock. And so every time they
3: go, oh, oh, okay. And they look at me like I'm a psycho, because I kind of am. A little bit of a sociopath. And I said, you know, next time one of your friends pisses you off, invite him over for a party, pour him a shot of it, don't tell him what it is, and have fun.
2: I think my favorite thing about uh, when we were doing these ridiculous, awful shots, i go to the downtown specs, and i tell the guy what we're doing. And the first thing he takes me to is the Malort. Mm. And then he took me to that Tubi stuff that we had. That was the next one. And that's the <laughs> one I wound up getting, which was really, it was pretty damn expensive for crappy alcohol. But uh, but yeah, he knew you know, he knew right where to take me. That's the first place. It's like, this is called Malort. Oh, oh yeah, we did that. Uh, there we go. So, yeah. Well,
0: that's coming up at 5 o'clock. Loaded show today. We'll speak with Jerome Solomon of the Houston Chronicle at 530 Hopefully. uh, Hopefully. (laughs) Uh Uh-oh, that's what I was told to say. Hopefully he answers the call. Uh, Today's a significant day, though, in the NFL, Fred, and it is a significant day for one Aaron Rodgers. It is the first day of Packers' mandatory minicamp, and uh, all signs point to Aaron Rodgers not showing up today or anytime soon. He's subject to a $93,000 fine if he does not show for this three-day minicamp. Fred, I don't think he's showing this week. I don't think he's going to show up to training camp at the end of July. Assuming he's not traded by then, which may be a bad assumption, uh, where do you see Aaron Rodgers? Do you think he plays another snap with the Green Bay Packers, or do you think he is uh, on the move? It,
2: in his case, it's hard to tell because he's he's been such a little diva his entire career about stuff. And, and one of the things that, that drives me nuts is the whole, well, they didn't put anything around him. Um, he only had probably the best receiver in football last year. He had one of the top, certainly one of the top ten running backs, maybe top five. He had one of the best offensive lines in the league, but he has nothing around him. Come on. Uh, it's just, it's one of those, now you can argue he makes those guys better, and I think he does. But at it, it, some point, it, it's just, it, it's, it's a lot like the Deshaun situation, and it's just a, a, a personal problem with one person, I guess. And he just kind of feels like, well, I don't, I, I don't want to deal with this. I just think it's stupid. Uh, I I don't think they'll find him. I think that's kind of pointless. Mm-hmm. If they want to work it out, then they'll just you know say, hey, we told him it was okay, and they'll keep trying to work on it till we get to training camp. But I think it's a, uh, I mean, I just think it's it's a silly situation, and it it's going to be every day. Well, he wasn't there today, and who's doing this? And it's it it's almost it's maddening because we've been doing this for months with Deshaun Watson.
0: Yeah. It's tiring. I mean, the NFL is becoming the NBA, right? The NBA is such a player-driven league. It's such a superstar-driven league. And we saw it here with James Harden, right? If you want out, you can get out. You can basically force your way into or out of any situation in the NBA. And the NFL hasn't always been like that. But nowadays, it's becoming like that, especially at the quarterback position. Got this with Deshaun, Aaron Rodgers right now, (laughs) Russell Wilson kind of hinted towards wanting a trade, and he was able to get an offensive coordinator fired. It just feels like Fred... The NFL is becoming the NBA where the players are running the show. Well,
2: and that's – I'm not really surprised by that, and we've talked about that a lot on this show, is that you're seeing more and more out of it out of these franchise quarterbacks. The you know, they, they see NBA players have that kind of power and the ability to force things, so they think they can do it. And we've seen a few guys do it now. Jalen Ramsey pulled it off, and, of course, he has the same agent as Deshaun Watson who basically went to the exact same playbook for Deshaun before Deshaun started – uh, getting erect with masseuses, and and that changed everything. But he had the same playbook. It's like we're going to force our way out of here, even though we just signed a contract five months ago. Now, in his defense, and the the Texans are the dumbest organization in football. But then again, he's probably the dumbest quarterback in the league too. So you add all that up, you're going to have problems. In Rogers' case, I don't think he's a dummy. I, I just think he's he's a diva. And at some point, you know, if I'm the Packers. Uh, I, I, if I can get a haul for the guy, I don't know how much longer he's got. He's at that age where I, I don't think he works like a Tom Brady does. I don't think he's going to last till he's 44. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I would be really interested in trying to get a haul for him. And then you got to hit the reset button. But if, uh, it, it all depends on, you know, if you can work it out I mean, you were in the NFC championship game two years in a row. Now I'm not good at, I, I'm not a math guy. But isn't that close to the Super Bowl? Isn't Very that like close. one game removed from the Super Bowl? It is. Isn't that kind of what everybody wants? Yeah. So yeah, I think uh, if if I'm the team, I'd like to to
0: make another run with it. You're talking but, about a guy who basically disowned his own family. So well, he is a weird. The diva is maybe not too surprising.
2: You know where? You know what's worse is like now that he's got this fiance. Every time you get a fiance or a wife, your career is over. Go ask Tiger Woods. Mm-hmm. There you go. End of discussion. Tiger Woods. That's that's what's happened. Yeah. And he's he's had a whole bunch of crazy women. I mean, this is this is a third in a trifecta of lunatics. But that, that's that's when you change.
0: Interesting. So I want to tie this to Houston a little bit. We brought up Deshaun Watson. If you're an NFL GM right now, which of those two quarterbacks would you rather trade for? I mean, Aaron Rodgers is 12 years older, but he's coming off an MVP year. He makes less money than Deshaun. And obviously, you don't have to worry about a lawsuit, right? Any legal situation with Aaron Rodgers. So if you're a GM of an NFL team and you get to pick one of those two quarterbacks, let's just hypothetically say the returns are the same. Who are you going with? Uh, well, it depends
2: on the team. If I'm close, like if I'm a team like Denver, which I think has a very good roster minus quarterback, uh, if I think Aaron Rodgers puts me over the top, then that's the direction I go. Uh, if I'm Miami. I mean, I think there's there's some teams that are close enough that if you put Aaron Rodgers on them, theoretically, the then that team will be that that's the, that's the guy I would take. But if I if I'm somebody like Philadelphia, who appears to be pretty far away from getting back to contention, well, and Aaron Rodgers isn't going to help me right <clears> now. <throat> but a non-rubby Deshaun would be the kind of guy that you could you could build around. Now, I don't know if. I I don't know if I'm a team right now. If I... Every word sounds wrong when you say it. I was going to say, I don't know if I touch this guy. Oh, man. But that's that's, that's what you get with it. Yeah. But I think it's a... It's not an easy question to answer. But I think if you're close, then yeah, you'd rather have Aaron Rodgers. Okay. And if you're... If you're Philadelphia, Aaron Rodgers didn't put you over the top in mm, Philly.
0: I'm with you on that 100%. We'll see what happens. Aaron Rodgers, once again, not expected to show up to Green Bay's mandatory minicamp, which starts today. The Packers can find him. They can also decide to not find him. We'll see what happens there. But uh, that stalemate continues in Green Bay. Obviously, the Deshaun Watson situation continues to unfold here. You think it's a good thing for Green Bay that they'll get to see Jordan Love a little bit? Like I I know ultimately they want Aaron Rodgers to come back and be a part of the team because, like you said, they were a game away from making it to the Super Bowl in each of the last two years. But they get to at least find out what they have with Jordan Love this offseason without Aaron Rodgers. Could that be beneficial? Like That's a different situation with Green Bay and Houston because Green Bay feels more confident about Jordan Love. They traded up to get him in the first round than I think Houston does with Davis Mills in terms of being the quarterback of the future. I think that's maybe a silver lining for this thing from a Green Bay perspective. Um. Yes and no. I mean, I think
2: in both cases, you need to find out whether or not this is your guy. And the the Texans did invest their first draft pick on him, and they're going to have a high pick next year in their case. I mean, there's no way they're picking outside the top five, uh, not unless there's an earthquake and we lose 26 teams or something. But I, I think you have to find out with Jordan Love if he's your guy. And so you throw him out there, and he's got a pretty good team around him. If he's adequate, you're probably a a playoff team. And if you're not a playoff team, then guess what? You got to go back to square one next year too, just like the just like the Texans do. So I think it's yeah. I I think in both cases, you better find out what you got. And you know, in in Love's case, he should be a little farther along because he has been in the league for a year. Mm -hmm. And you know, if you drafted him to be your replacement by now, now I'll give him a little bit of a pass because of all the COVID crap last year. But uh, maybe he wouldn't be as prepared as uh, a quarterback would be. And although you say that, and, but Justin Herbert sure did fine last year. He did. Jose Burrow looked pretty good until he got hurt. Mm-hmm. So I think you have to find out what you got, though.
0: Absolutely. Twitch.tv slash ESPN 97 5 or check us out online, ESPN 97 com. He is Fred Fauer. I am Brad Kellner in for AJ Hoffman. Yesterday, after the show, I did something for the very first time. My life has been changed forever. I'll tell you what it is. Up next, here on The Blitz, ESPN 975 and ESPN 925.
1: The silence. The silence. This is The Blitz on ESPN 975. mercy. You are listening to The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J.
0: Hoffman. Back here on The Blitz alongside Fred Fowler. I am B.K. Brad Kellner. No A.J. Hoffman today, no A.J. this week. He is out on vacation. I got the call back, Fred, after yesterday. I can't believe it. Apparently I did enough on day one to, uh get brought back for day two
2: uh well of course we already planned for you to do a day two mm. so i guess you just didn't screw up day one that's good that's not you know let's not give ourselves too much credit no no in the, in, in the uh, words of the wolf in pulp fiction let's not start bleeping each other's bleeps just yet
0: ah uh, <laughs> is that what he said in the movie
2: uh yes he said bleeps yeah he, well, he didn't say bleeps no. he, he said uh uh the first half of a word i like to use uh, that ends in weed so mm-hmm. yeah
0: i got that Yesterday after the show, guys, I did something for the very first time, and my life has been changed forever. So I'm staying at my parents' place down in Galveston, and they're out of town. They're actually in Austin right now. And a couple of months ago, they bought a new feature for their home. They bought a fancy-ass toilet seat that includes a bidet. You guys ever used a bidet before? Yes.
2: Yes not in
0: not in America
2: but okay. I have I have used one before yes
0: so this thing is absurd i think my parents have just the nicest toilet in the entire world it's got a remote like it's a toilet with a remote control and i never used it and normally when i'm staying at their place i'll just use the other bathrooms in the house cuz they're closer and my parents are there and it's just weird but uh i used this thing and man i spent 15 minutes after i needed to spend on that thing, just using all the features. I mean, there's a remote, there's a male and a female feature, so you can get uh, washing in certain spots. I used both just to see what it was like. Uh, The thing has a dryer. The seat is heated. You can warm that up and cool that down. You can adjust the pressure and the temperature of the water. The toilet seat actually opens when you walk in, and it closes when you leave. This thing cleans itself, too. I mean, I don't think I can go back to a normal toilet again. I don't know if I can go back to using just regular TP, Fred. Like now that I've had my behind graced by this water, I don't know if I can go back to the old school way of uh, of dropping a deuce, man.
2: So I think we've learned two things here. Uh, number one, his parents are riches. I mean, if you can afford that kind of a toilet, then you're rich, right? I don't think we can dispute that. And number two, if you do wind up working down here, you're going to live with your parents just so you can – yeah. Use that thing and, and drive from Galveston every day. I might
0: have to. I might have to make that hour-plus commute just so uh, I can use that thing. Honestly. I, mean, I, I don't care about the free rent. I just care about the bidet. Uh, that's what I'm looking for, man. So, Aaron, what about you? You ever had any uh, experience with a bidet?
3: Uh, I tried one once, uh-huh. but it was the one that didn't have, like, the warm water. So it was just a pain. Like, or not like a pain, but it, it didn't do anything for me. I was like, all right, that that didn't do well. Oh, man. So
0: it was so great. It was
3: also like the cheap like $20 one at a, at one of my old jobs and I was like, eh, okay. <laughs> I don't see what the big uh I don't see what the big fuss is about, but apparently I've heard if you go overseas, the ones they have over there are royal."
0: Yeah, what was so different about uh, or what was special about this uh overseas bidet? Well, I mean,
2: they they're a lot more common over there and they were also, I mean, they're higher quality, I guess, but I've I've never used one here. It's never it's never come up at, in any any way. So <laughs> Just happened to be there, and that's, and it's like yeah, okay, it wasn't life changing, you know, it wasn't like the first time I smoked weed or anything like that. It it was nice, but then again, I I don't have you know, the, the Terminator robot either, like your parents apparently do. Let's <laughs> see again. This is how Skynet starts. Oh man, stuff like this. Oh, it's got a it's got a remote control. Yeah, what's going to happen when after
0: one of these days it's going to suck you in, and when it does that, you know, that's that's when it all starts. So I'm glad you're terrified by that too, because. I'm so freaked out about the impending war of man versus machine. Like, I, I always apologize to my Alexis. I say thank you to my series all the time because I want them to know that I'm on their side. Like, man v machine, you guys are screwed. I don't care about y'all. I'm, I'm team machine there because I like to win. I'm bandwagoning to the winning side, so I'm going machine on that thing. So I'm glad uh, you've got that Skynet fear that I
2: have. Well, uh, nice try, except the they're going artificial intelligence is going to be smart enough to realize that yeah, that was nice that you were kissing up. We're still going to, uh, we're going to drop a nuke on you. Bye.
0: Oh, don't say that.
2: Uh, don't and, say
0: that. They'll let me know beforehand so uh, I'll be able to get out the way. No, they're just going to, a dude's going to walk in, look like
2: Arnold Schwarzenegger, and then just pow, start yeah. shooting his laser and cut you in half. You should be befriending the aliens. The aliens are our only chance to beat the machines, and they might, they might be cool with us. I mean, they might treat us like pets, but that's all right. I mean, I like my dog.
0: They treat me like I treat my dog. I'll be okay with that. So how close are we to alien encounters like that, where we'd have the opportunity to be treated like a dog, where we can actually interact with those people, those things? What do I call them? That's
2: the thing. I I don't know if they may not like the term alien. Have you ever thought about that? It's like, we Mm. consider them aliens. They may just consider themselves visitors. Maybe they don't want to be called aliens. Maybe that's why they won't come talk to us. They fly up and they're like, aliens, what the hell? (laughs) Look, take a look at the spaceship. Take a look at our technology. You guys are ants.
0: Man, we don't like to be called aliens, so I guess uh, it'd yeah. be fair if they were anti that, too. Yeah. seems disrespectful. All right, what about this one? Uh, man, I, I don't enjoy it, and it's funny. I'm just talking about a nice-ass toilet seat, so people probably think I'm loaded. I promise uh, this jacket that I bought today that I'm wearing is uh, from Goodwill. I spent two ninety nine on it, so uh-huh. uh, that's, uh-huh. that's about my nice clothes budget, and it's the only one that I own. But I always uh, I hate when this becomes news when rich people give other rich people gifts as if like they can't afford it on their own. So uh, Robert Kraft, big fan of Deshaun Watson. How about that trade? Has, uh, have you guys talked about that on this show, the potential of Kraft and Watson getting together to, uh, to make some magic happen in uh, multiple ways? You, you know,
2: I, I think that would be the perfect owner for him, right? Because although they both got caught, they which did. Maybe, maybe that's not a good team. Because I got to say, if you're rich and you get caught doing something like this, then you're dumb. I don't care how rich you are. And obviously, I don't know what Kraft's doing, but
0: you know, that that had to be some special place, right? Yeah. Two and a half stars on Google. I mean, if you're Robert Kraft, you got to mm. go Jerry Jones, right? You just got to have a yacht and everything you do. is Well, but that's
2: that's what I don't get. Okay. Just for a minute. If I'm Robert Kraft and I, I like to get a little rub and tug <laughs> action. I'm going to go out on my yacht, I'm going to bring in a bunch of vetted girls mm-hmm. that I can pick from uh, out of the 15 or 20, and boom, done. You know, that's simple. All, well, not really legal, but, you know, at least uh, I'm not worried about getting caught by the police, right. because I'm going to be out on my yacht, and if they come by there, I'm saying, hey, no, I just brought a bunch of chicks on my yacht, because that's what I do when I drink, mm-hmm. I got a bunch of alcohol, I got a bunch of chicks, and I'm in international waters.
0: so suck it. Yeah. That would be my plan. It's a good thing to say to the cops, I think. Well, Robert Kraft turned 80 over the weekend, and he was... He can still still get rubbed? Yeah, I guess so. I guess there's no age limit on that, man. Uh, He got a new Bentley as his birthday gift, and he got it gifted from Meek Mill, which might be the weirdest friendship in the entire world, how rapper Meek Mill is boys with Robert Kraft, and they're, like, spotted in public together. But uh, Meek Mill... Jay-Z, also Michael Rubin, who's the co-owner of the Philadelphia 76ers, got the gift for Robert Kraft, and he's shocked. When he gets this gift, he's stunned. He's like, how did you get it? He's freaking out like a kid opening up a, a Nintendo 64 for, uh, for Hanukkah slash Christmas growing up, and he absolutely loses his mind. Robert Kraft, a Bentley? Like, can he not afford one of those on his own? Oh, I'm sure he can, and it, it, it's... Now, here's the other thing, though.
2: I hope he has a driver. I don't want an 80-year-old out in mm. a Bentley. That That's going to end badly. I don't know
0: if I want an 80-year-old on the road, period.
2: Well, that's that's another that's another topic for another time. And and unless you're an 80-year-old blitzer, then that's okay. Mm. But, yeah, for the most part, I think when you get to, oh, I don't know, 77, you probably should stop driving. Yeah. But you damn sure don't need to be driving a Bentley because you're going to go too fast, and then you're going to kill somebody. And there's enough bad drivers out there as it is. Right. But <laughs> – you know i mean it's it's always cool i guess getting a cool gift is one thing why do i care that meek mill and these cats
0: bought him a bentley why does that matter to me what what difference does it make in my life yeah and that's a lead story on espn it was one of their headline stories on the side today right?
2: i saw that i'm kind of like
0: oh, why why are you telling me about this yeah an old guy getting an old rich guy getting a, an old rich guy gift i'm with you though olds on the roads like that's and look, they're not in our target demo, so I'll, I'll bash them a little bit more than you just did. Like, it's a scary thing. I remember driving with my grandfather, and he he would just be falling asleep on the road. Like, I'd have to wake him up every 10 seconds. I'd have to yell just to make sure he was doing okay. And I feel like uh, a lot of the wrecks that we have, not all of them, but a lot of them are caused by ults. Sometimes you'll see something, you'll drive by, someone will be slowing down in front of you, you'll pass them up and you'll look into the car next to you. I feel like a a high percentage of times where that happens, I look over and it's somebody above the age of 70 or probably 80. Um, It it depends on where you are. Like in
2: the part of the city I'm in, there's not a lot of olds. Uh, And in downtown, there's not a ton of olds. So the people who are causing the accidents are just idiots, uh, of which there's many. Mm. But, well, you go in a parking lot, like, god forbid you got to go to walgreens and pick up some medicine so you don't die and, and you you know the drive through's is too crowded so you're going to go inside um there are old people in every walgreens parking lot they will run over you they're not paying attention <laughs> and if they happen to get in there before you and start paying with pennies then you're there for three hours any walgreens parking lot and definitely walmart do not i mean i've I think I've established a certain station in life where I never have to go to Walmart again. Same thing.
3: Mm.
2: Old people. And and you throw old and weird, then that's Walmart. Yeah. So we're going to make you drink bad alcohol. And what, what I should have done if I were really a nice guy was I would have brought some Four Roses so we could wash it down with some great alcohol. And uh, guys, Four Roses, it, Father's Day is coming. We got a, we got a great thing we're going to be giving away by the way, where you get a chance to come and do our tasting for Four Roses. And the, the Four Roses small batch is fantastic. It makes a great Father's Day gift. People all the time are asking me, what whiskeys do you like? What whiskeys do you like? Four Roses is always on the list. Uh, affordable. It's fantastic. And it makes a wonderful gift. And you want to do something really cool with your dad? Go to fourrosesbourbon.com slash summer. And they've got all kinds of real cool summer cocktails on there all made with four rows of small batch and you can mix it up with all kinds of stuff fresh fruit pepper spices ginger beer they've got all those on there so you want to be the coolest kid ever on father's day and yes i'm talking to my two kids uh go and get a four roses small batch you can get it at specs you can get it at almost any any of your liquor stores in town i'm sure you can find it and then go mix up some of those cocktails with dad and enjoy father's day since 1888 be mellow be responsible for roses bourbon.com
1: ESPN ninety seven five. This is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman.
0: Welcome back to a Tuesday edition of The Blitz. I am Brad Kellner filling in for A.J. Hoffman. We've got Fred Fowler. We've got Aaron Raybold here as well. Appreciate y'all spending some or all of your Tuesday afternoon with us. Uh, to all of the Twitchers asking, I am not an airplane seat recliner. We talked about that yesterday. It bears repeating. I might have to mention that every single time I'm on the air. I do not recline my seat.
2: That's no, kind of a big topic
0: around here. Yeah, so. and it should be. I'm anti yeah. that. I can't stand anybody who does that, and uh, I am not one of those guys. So yeah,
2: anyone who reclines their seat is a pedophile. That's, that's just, it. That's just a fact. Yeah. And yeah, that, that's 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 in a book. It's a fact. Okay.
0: I believe. Hashtag real news. I believe anything that's in a book. I believe anything that's on the internet. Nothing has been put on the internet that isn't true. Uh, That's uh, probably the worst way to ever go about this life. Hey, the Astros are back tonight, Fred, after a day off yesterday, taking on the Boston Red Sox. The Red Sox is going to be out for revenge after what happened here last week, but uh, good news for Houston. Michael Brantley is back. He was activated earlier today. He'll be in the lineup tonight, batting sixth. And playing left field, the first game back since May 23rd. So, Fred, great to have Brantley back. Also, great to have Jordan Alvarez not back in left field. He'll be DHing tonight for the Stros.
2: Yeah, and I mean this is their their best lineup when they have Brantley back, and I think they'll they'll probably move him back up in the order at some point. But uh, Correa is playing pretty well, so keep him in that two spot and let Brantley work himself back in. And you know, Alvarez hasn't been as awful in the field as he was his rookie year. Uh, and you've kind of needed him out there because of all the injuries, but this gets you, gets you a step closer. And now you're six, seven deep again, and you can afford to keep trotting Miles Straw out there in, in the McCormicks of the world, just because you don't really need the bottom of the order to do too much for you.
0: So, where are you on this Miles Straw Chaz McCormick debate? Because I heard John talking about it this morning, and he doesn't think Miles Straw should ever play baseball again. I might be uh, mincing his words, but uh, he's Team Chaz McCormick. Are you? On the same boat? Do you think McCormick should be an everyday guy now?
2: No, I, I, uh, I
0: think somewhere in
2: between. Every team has a guy that people start jumping on, that becomes the bad guy, right? Like right now, there's a reason that the Texans can't sell tickets, and everybody wants Jack Easter be dead. Um, I mean, once you once you become that guy, it, it Ken Giles. When Ken Giles became mm. that guy, guess what? You had to get rid of him. So I think Miles Straw is kind of the guy. McCormick is not that far ahead of, of what he's doing versus what Miles Straw is doing. So I mean, to me, you keep rotating them. You keep trotting them both out there. You give them a shot, and at some point, you better make a trade for another outfielder. And I, I if it, it, the thing is, you're talking about a guy who's going to be batting eighth for you. Mm-hmm. And I mean, what difference is it going to make? I mean, it's, it's you've got the, your good players are going to carry you. And Down says, Ryan McCormick until he cools. Sure, let him play now until he cools off, and then put Miles Straw back in there." But I, I think the whole, "Oh, well, you got to get rid of him." It, it's, it's too soon for that. Now he needs to start performing better, and at some point, uh, I, I think he will. But it's not like you're replacing him. It's not like you're pulling George Springer off the uh, out of the minors or right. something like that. Now, if if you had that kind of guy, and you were willing to bring him up, that's one thing. All right, you know what? Let's let's try to get a guy. Who's the next Jordan Alvarez? Bring him up. But I don't think Jazz is it. And, I mean, yeah, play them both. But the whole, you know, oh, Jazz was that much better. No, he's not. And, and I guarantee if you put him out there every day in the next two weeks, everybody's going to be bitching about him. Mm.
0: What are your other options? I mean, Taylor Jones, Frobel Garcia, Abraham Toro, who's in AAA right now. I mean, you just you that, don't have a the, lot to thing. pick it's, from.
2: Yeah, it's not like you have a guy sitting there waiting that you could bring up and say, uh, all right, this is the next dude. Um, I mean, they've got a couple of couple of guys killing it right now, but I don't know if they're viable major leaguers yet. So you know, at this point, you're arguing about the eighth eighth spot in the lineup, right? Uh, is that not a well? You want to talk about? I don't know what's more bougie, bougie is his bidet. <laughs> Or Astros fans <laughs> arguing about the eighth hitter in the lineup. That's a first-world problem, isn't it? Uh, yes. I mean... Yeah,
0: go go. ask the Rangers how they feel about yeah. their uh, eighth hitter. The Astros have seven guys who could hit third <laughs> in the Rangers lineup right now. Uh, so. And your problem is you're complaining about the number eight hitter who's not going to determine whether or not this team wins the American League West or makes a deep run in the postseason.
2: And, and I still will stand by what I've been saying. I think they need to make a move for an outfielder at some point. Um, and you don't need to you don't need a superstar out there. You can't upgrade over what you're getting. Uh, I I don't think you've got a viable option on the roster. I think you have just a bunch of options. And it is your eighth, so okay, fine. But, you know, Strauss I mean, hitting two forty two. I mean what do you what do you want from your eighth hitter?
0: Yeah. The OPS is down. No homers. You're not getting a lot of pop from Miles Straw. That's why some people like McCormick ready right? at least is that long ball threat. But still talking about uh, two replacement level players more than likely in the MLB.
2: Uh, and, I mean, Stroll's higher batting average, higher on-base percentage. I mean, uh, slugging is is a big advantage for Chaz McCormick. But you're arguing one, one versus the other, yeah. basically. And it's just a matter of, I want this guy out of
0: here. That That's what it is. Because
2: he's become the bad guy.
0: He has. The Red Sox have won five in a row. They swept the Yankees over the weekend, and then they beat the Marlins in a makeup game yesterday. Framber Valdez, Martin Perez, the pitching matchup tonight. Uh, Valdez looked great against Boston. Seven strong, one run, had 10 strikeouts, and a win over the Sox. Martin Perez, really good in his start down here in H Town. Seven and two thirds scoreless innings. That was Boston's only win in that four game set. Can I give you a betting trend, Fred? Sure. The Astros under has hit in five of their last six games, and the Red Sox under is 7-2-1 and one in their last ten home games. So perhaps something to look at. One other Astros note I wanted to get to, should Luis Garcia be getting some all-star recognition for what he's done? I know we're still a, a few weeks away from the all-star game, but he's been magnificent this year. He's top five in the American League in ERA. His opponent batting average is 189. Uh, he always goes at least five innings. I mean, every single start he's had has gone at least five innings. He's been really, really good for this team, and I don't think anybody outside of Houston realizes what he's meant to this ball club. He should be in consideration for an all-star spot with the way he's pitched right now.
2: Yeah, I think it, a lot depends on what happens over the next couple of weeks. It's almost, it's, To me, it's too early to have that conversation, but I mean, he's certainly, uh, from what he's done so far, it's way too early to eliminate him from that conversation, and, and if he can keep that up, then absolutely uh, he he should be uh, considered. But, you know, I, again, I, I think we need to get a little deeper in before we uh, – it, it's, it's been a pretty good trend. He's been pretty consistent. But, I mean, we see a lot of young pitchers that do this. And then, you know, a lot, in fact, a lot of them that even make the all-star team in the second half of the season, they can't get anybody out.
0: 68 strikeouts to 19 walks thus far for Luis Garcia. And I was watching MLB Network uh, right before we got on the air today, Fred, and they were actually talking about Luis Garcia and something that he and a lot of Astros pitchers have done this year. They're moving on the rubber based on the opposing hitter. So for some guys, they'll be on the left side of the rubber. For some guys in the middle, some guys on the right side of the rubber. Now, because it's the Astros, I'm sure people will claim that that's cheating, but uh, it's not. And it's very smart. And I think that's something that uh, has really helped guys like Luis Garcia and Framber Valdez, who might not have the best stuff in the world, but it gives them... A little bit of advantage because well, it just messes with the hitter's timing, and I don't know if that's Brent Strom or who's doing that, but uh, I really like it, and I think it's having a great impact on this pitching staff this year.
2: Well, yeah, you know, that's that's kind of what Brent Strom's done since he's been here. Uh, guys come in, he makes them better, and you know, even especially established guys. Garrett Garrett Cole was having his best seasons here. Uh, that's what he does. Verlander was was gr- always great in his career, but he was great here when he was healthy. And that's what he does. And they, they use analytics. They use all kinds of things. And I'm sure they also use sticky substances like everybody else mm. in the league. And, uh, you know, as long as you get away with it, that's uh, that's all that matters. Right.
0: Uh, only when the Astros don't get away with it, that's when people lose their minds. Everybody mm-hmm. else seems to have no problem uh, finding a way to get away with it or at least getting off the hook with it. <laughs> Anything you're going to take from this series against Boston? I mean, a chance to... You know, win the season series against the Red Sox, Boston. Right now, second place in the American League West or in American League East. They've got the second best record in the American League. Uh, if the Strohs go out and win this series again, I mean, does do you feel good about Houston being not only the best team in the AL West, but maybe right there with Tampa Bay as like that top tier team in the American League?
2: No, again, I this is with with baseball. It's like you have to look at things in in, in stretches. Okay, so like June first is kind of your first sort of poll. That you look at and you say, okay, these you can get enough trends out of this. Really, by July first, you know what a team is. I I, I think you know, when they're healthy, nothing they do over these next couple of games is going to change my opinion of them because I, I know that when they're healthy, they can beat a Padres team as long as their bullpen doesn't suck. I know that they can they can hang with these other teams. I also look at them and and see that. They're going to need somebody else in the bullpen. They're going to need another outfielder if they're going to be a legitimate World Series contender. So nothing that happens here is, is going to change my opinion of that um, because, you know, I know I know people, and I know this is what you have to do. You have to Oh well, this, this is a big series, and I, and I'm interested in it, and I will watch it, but it's not going to change my opinion of the team one way or the other. I think those things are going to continue to be issues, but if they get healthy, and you start moving some of these guys into the bullpen, which they're doing, and I still don't know what they're going to do when McCullers comes back. Uh, I, mm-hmm. I I don't know who you put back there, but maybe that, that fixes the bullpen a little bit. Then, you know, all right, find me another outfielder, whether it's internally or externally.
0: That's another first-world problem to have, right?
2: Yeah, but I mean, I think I think they're the best team in the American League West. doesn't My opinion on that hasn't changed. Um, and really, they've shown me nothing to indicate that. They've had two kind of down stretches. One, they had a bunch of the roster was out because of the COVID and you know, the others have been kind of tied to injuries, but when they've got everybody else out there, they can compete with anybody. So I think, you know, splitting with the Dodgers, I think the more important stretch in my mind was splitting with the Dodgers. And even though you lost two or three to the Padres, you really could have easily, if you if your bullpen wasn't a trashy, you win at least one of those games. Mm-hmm. And then and then you tack on three with the Red Sox, so they played well in that stretch. They showed they could play with those teams. So I don't need I don't really need to see anymore. I'd like to see them win on the road. That'd be nice, but I'm not gonna, you know, it's not gonna impact what I think unless somebody's arm explodes.
0: Is one NBA superstar already regretting his free agency decision? We'll get to that, but first, Fred's gonna talk about hair.
2: Yeah, I am. And uh, guys, now's the time to go see Doctor Linville. And you know what? We've been talking about Father's Day. Why don't you, uh, you know, if your dad wants to get his hair back and he's been talking about it and been thinking about it, why don't you set him up with this free consultation at nine, seven, five hair.com. And it's really cool what they do. I was, I was almost completely bald. And, uh, Dr. Linville introduced me to the neograph procedure, which is, uh, uh, where they take follicles from the back of your head and then they put them to wherever it's missing. And so in my case, there were 2,451 follicles. Now, most of you guys aren't going to need that. You know, I was, I'm telling you, I was in bad shape, but after that procedure, you, you grow it out, and you've got a full head of hair again. And it's really cool. It makes a big difference, and it, it makes you more confident. A lot of you guys look great bald, so you don't have to worry about it. I don't. I I mean, I I can't even tell you what I look like, but it, it rhymes with renus. So I needed hair. Now I've got it. And if you go to 975hair.com and talk to Dr. Linville and check out his hair, because he had it done as well. Get your hair back today, 975hair.com. Drop it
1: Chevy in the gear. Drop the keys by my door, you told on my phone, go for a drop everything. This is the blitz. The blitz ESPN 975 and ESPN 925. Real fun sports. You're listening to The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman.
0: It's The Blitz. He's Fred Fowler. I am BK Brad Kellner filling in for A.J. Hoffman today. we got Aaron Raybould here across the glass. Coming up in about, I don't know, 13 minutes I'll be downing a shot of Malort on the air. If you're not on Twitch, I would recommend you get to Twitch so you can check that out. I shouldn't be recommending that. You guys should be recommending that. I actually would prefer nobody to watch it because I'm worried how this thing is going to go down, man.
2: Listen, we've survived it. You'll be fine.
0: There will be screenshots taken of your face. Mm. Just know that. Okay. Worried how this thing is going to go down. You that could use a, it for your press pass next year. I, yeah, to, uh, I like that. Sean Watson said the that's same a, thing. That's what she said. That's a, what DW Four said. Anyway, yeah. you want to go. Um,
2: a couple people asking for hockey plays uh, tonight. I I like the over in the Knights Avs game. I think the Avs are going to have to. Uh, the Avs are going to have to open it up a little bit, and I, I think they'll score more. And if they don't, then it's going to kind of go like it did the other night when the night went up five one. So I uh, uh, do like the over on that, and was on the uh, the under on the Canadians last night. There you I go. Barely got through. Yep. But uh, but yeah.
0: Are we in on the Habs? Are we believers in Montreal? Um, <laughs> no. Uh, I think,
2: uh, and this is why, as a Leafs fan, it was pretty disgusting to see them lose. The, the Jets were a joke. They had no business being there. Um, they they were playing an Edmonton team that has two of the best players in the league and a bunch of homeless dudes. And Edmonton, like Toronto, high choke factor. And uh, so yeah, the so no, I'm not going to start buying Canadian stock. I think they played very well in the series. Uh, I kind of I'd be surprised if either Colorado or Vegas didn't bend them over and treat them like a Deshaun Masseuse.
0: Mm. The two See. best players in the league and a bunch of homeless dudes. That's pretty much it. It's a fantastic and, and
2: homeless and homeless in Edmonton's not great because it gets really cold in the winter. Mm. So yeah, that's they just went and got him off the street. So all right, so you were you were mentioning a free agent of, yeah. of some sorts.
0: So Giannis Attentacumpo was set to become a free agent after this season, but uh he robbed us. Before the season started, he signed a supermax extension to stay in Milwaukee. I kind of love, I might be in the minority here, but I kind of love when a big-time superstar switches teams. I just think it shakes up the league and it gives us something that we haven't had before. Giannis signs that Supermatch to stay in Milwaukee, and I wonder if he's regretting it. Because last night in Game 2 of the second-round series against the Nets, a James Harden-less Brooklyn team beat Milwaukee by 39. 125-86 to the final. The game was over after the first quarter. The Nets were up by 17 after 1 and never looked back. Do you think there's any regret with Giannis? I mean, that's been sort of uh, the the staple of his tenure in Milwaukee is they're really good in the regular season. He wins MVPs, but when they get to the playoffs, they come up short. Do you think at this point he's thinking, man, maybe I made a mistake for trying to ride this thing out for another five years?
2: I, I don't know. I mean, I think that's you're, you're kind of counting on them to put players around you, and so why weren't they in on the James <laughs> Harden sweepstakes? Uh, they, they've tried to put some players around him. I, I think part of it is. He's the problem in the playoffs, just like Harden was here. And I think it's, uh, you know, I, I don't know that. I mean, I, I don't know why anyone would, no offense to anyone from Milwaukee, I don't know why anyone would would want to sign there anyway, especially if you're a basketball player and you got an opportunity to make some of the endorsement dollars you're going to make in L.A. or or New York. But obviously, he decided to stay there. And, um, you know, who knows? Who knows what gets in these guys' heads? Like Deshaun Watson signed a contract and five months later won it out. Mm-hmm. So. Maybe he's going to be regretting it, and if so, I'm sure he can find a way to force himself out like everybody else. But, I mean, I kind of admired him staying there. I was, I was, I was kind of rooting for him. I'm, I'm kind of down to like, – I pretty much hate everyone left except for the Suns and and the Bucks. Everybody else is or – they're just a bunch of turds. Mm. So, I hate that they're down 2 I kind of was hoping that they would hang around. Now, I, you know what? I don't hate the 76ers. I just think that uh, Daryl Morey doesn't deserve to win anything. Because he's out there tampering again.
0: Yeah, did you see that? Yeah. Trying to get Steph Curry to Philly and then claiming that uh, his not-so-cryptic tweet had nothing to do with Steph Curry. Made no sense. Yeah.
2: You know what? For a guy as he is, he really does some dumb things sometimes. Yeah. Um, You know, I just asked China.
0: Hmm. Yeah, I would would think most of Houston probably rooting against that guy in Philadelphia. You know, I like
2: him, and, you know, I, I... known Daryl for a long time. I just think uh you know, he does some goofy stuff. He's, he's got he's got a guy he he is a stat nerd at heart, which means he does some nerdy things. Like I, I you know, I, I have I know a lot of people like this. Brilliant people, no common sense. I think that's Daryl Morey. Mm. I don't think he has the common sense that he can you know that he can even open his own Coke can. But uh but boy's brilliant. Just that, that's why you do stuff like that. And Sopas says, "I'm pulling for the Suns. CP3 deserves a ring. I, I, I and I, I like that team. That's a fun team.
0: Yeah. Where are you at? Uh, I mean, James Harden on Brooklyn, Chris Paul on Phoenix. You've got PJ Tucker on Milwaukee. Of all the the former Rockets who are still like contributing to playoff teams, is Milwaukee your choice. No, it's it's the Suns. Okay. I, I've, I've
2: always liked Chris Paul. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like Chris Paul before he came here. I, I thought he should have won MVP the year they gave it to Kobe. And uh, I, I've always, when he's healthy been a terrific
0: player he has been so Giannis after the game said quote now that we're down 2-0 I'm not low I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing keep trusting my work keep trusting my teammates and keep believing in in the team end quotes I feel like he should be trying to do something different because neither game has been close I don't know if you can go with that same recipe of sticking to your guns and trusting what you guys have done because it did not work at all in Brooklyn is this thing I mean are the Nets good enough to win a title without James Harden like, uh, we know about James Harden's playoff struggles, but uh, that's been the question with that team all year long. Somebody on the Big 3 has seemingly been hurt every single game. Can they win this thing if it's just KD and Kyrie?
2: Well, I'll, I'll answer your question with another question. Who else, who else out there scares you enough that you'd say they wouldn't have a chance with just two of those guys? Nobody. So, I think you just answered your question. Mm. And uh, mega-blessed and Fred. Maybe he's smarter than you think. For only 75 k he got the word out. You know what he could have done a lot cheaper? Talk to the agent. Yeah, that's not tampering. Just, hey, man, we just not do it on social media. You don't, that, there's a million ways. I, I hate to break it to you guys, social media is not the only way to mm-hmm. communicate something. I know this is news to a lot of you,
0: but uh, there's a lot of ways you can communicate. Daryl Morey can easily get Chris Paul or Chris Paul. He could get Chris Paul's number. He has Chris Paul's number. He could easily get Steph Curry's number and text him directly to where millions of people don't see it. And instead he opted for this. Yeah.
2: So no, that's not smarter than I think.
0: No. Where does Cal McNair fit on the uh common sense? Oh no,
2: Cal Cal McNair is not just a no common sense guy. Cal McNair's a dumb. I mean, there there's just no way around it. No street smarts, no book smarts. There's no. just nothing there. No, he's he's just he's one of those guys that honestly I, I don't know how he can tie his shoelaces. Mm. He probably has to have somebody do it for him. You think he
0: can? Yeah, I was gonna say. Mm. But uh is Tommy Boy or, or Billy Madison a more apt? Uh,
2: almost everybody's gone with Tommy
0: Boy. Okay. Neither, because they both ended up being successful. Mm. Hey, there's still time. Okay, I don't even believe myself saying that.
2: Yeah, I, I and I hate to talk about people not being smart, but when you do a bunch of dumb things in a row at some point, you can't really hold back on it. And if we wanted to go start listing all the things that Cal did, and and boy, that this is why the whole Deshaun Cal thing got out of hand is because they're both idiots. And you know, we we need a if we had an owner wonderlick, I bet he, I bet he'd get a
0: four. Uh, right, wait, I can't count that high. Oh, oh well, man. that's great. I'm the least smart person I know, so I don't have any problems calling other people dumb because I'm always going to be dumber than them.
2: Somebody, uh, have, There's a good question here about the, uh, a good mention of the Hawks are kind of fun to watch. You know what? I, I could I could get behind the Hawks a little bit, I think. I think.
0: I don't know. It's a possibility. Game two tonight, <laughs> Atlanta at Philly. The Hawks going for that 2-0 lead. All right, it's the Blitz. He's Fred Fowler. I'm Brad Kellner in for A.J. Hoffman. When we come back... I'm apparently taking a shot of Melort on the air. And if I don't die, we'll talk some Houston Texans football. Next, ESPN
1: 97.5 and
0: 92.5.
1: ESPN 97.5.